we're all protecting you. We have we all have protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. I was I so mad. Don't ever breathe. Don't breathe. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host, Armin, and we are talking Potomac. Yes, uh, this episode was great, as every episode of Potomac is. I, they are just delivering on the highest level consistently, and I can't get enough of it. Are you going to call me ignorant on today's recap, Eddie? Um. You have been and will be because you did not see me hold these women accountable in the clip. (laughs) If you need to call me ignorant, I'll take it. In fact, I think there is a segment today um, where you will have the right to call me ignorant because I did get something big wrong. At the very least, I was a little too cautious in my analysis on this situation. I think we could jump right into this one. We are talking about Ray and Karen because you were wrong and I was right. <laughs> I was. Episode. What was it? Ignorant. Um, ignorant. <laughs> Sorry. I, I missed the cue because um, I'm just so happy. Um, I got I w- but right can I defend myself <laughs> no, for joking. one second? I wasn't wrong necessarily because I did agree that Ray was definitely jealous of Karen. Mm-hmm. But... I was definitely not as, I think, forceful in my repudiation of Ray. I was giving him a little bit of wiggle room. You know, maybe it was the feeling of longing for Karen, right? He just misses her, you know, or there's just this work-life balance that's not being struck. Oh, no. Oh, no. You were absolutely right. It's not even close to that. He just wants Karen at home to do what he wants her to do. Mm-hmm. Break it down, Eddie. This was really embarrassing, I think, for Ray. Yeah, so they're in their couples therapy, and they're they're really breaking down what's the source of the issue between the love and their relationship kind of being lost. And Ray literally says, I want Karen home and being my wife. <sighs> That's his issue, which is what I said last episode is I was like, I don't think it's anything more than Ray just being so emasculated and feeling like this is my wife. She's my wife and this is how she needs to be and not understanding that like she's so much more and ha- and can be so much more. It's just sad. It's his, it's, it's his generation of men. He just wants a housewife. Yes. He wants truly the real housewife of Potomac. <laughs> and I think it goes beyond the traditional duties of a housewife because I think it's less about the homemaking, and I really think it's more about the jealousy. I don't think he likes that she is making more money than him. Yeah. That was the sense I got from the scene. I don't think he likes that she has a higher standing in high society, high Potomac society. I don't think he likes that she has a better job than him currently. He, he doesn't work, right? Um, he's retired. He's retired. So I guess he doesn't like that she has a job. Just in general. He feels emasculated, like you called out. And uh, he feels inferior to his wife simply because she is working and achieving her goals and dreams. 
mm-hmm. and that's kind of shitty. And now he's it, not even willing to say I love you. Gosh, it's, I feel bad it's, for Karen because I feel she's so trying. Bad for Karen. She is trying so hard really with this fine. guy. I mean, Ray's doing right. Ray's doing what he always was meant to do, which was be an old grumpy man wanting his housewife back home. Like, how old is he? Old. Like, he's, like, right in his, like, 70s. But Karen, as she said, soldiered for him. And she did. And, like, that's the thing. She saved his ass. He should be soldiering for her. Like, and that's the problem, I think, with this mindset of men is, like, oh, you do for me and I don't have to stand up and do for you. It's, like, no. She's done so much for you. Not just being this housewife that you want, but she's also become this incredible businesswoman. She saved your ass when your money was under like she is that much and more and for you to not even support her for one of her business ventures that's kind of incredible that she's doing is embarrassing for you ray really embarrassing for you it's sad because nobody's asking you to stand on the sidelines and cheer which he couldn't even do by the way at the parade yeah he didn't even go to the parade i would have been in surrey virginia like whoop 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 Karen, here we go. But nobody is even asking for that. They are merely asking you to be supportive. And forget the they, right? Like Karen's family, friends, and her fans. Karen wants that from you. And she should be the number one priority, right? Well, he is messing this up. And I'm honestly shocked that they are still together. I really am. We've seen a lot of Real Housewives couples break up over arguably a lot less, I would say. Mm -hmm. They're still together, that we know of at least. I just feel bad for Karen because I think it's, you know, really heartbreaking to be told by your significant other, especially of decades, right? This isn't like, we've been dating for three months and he won't say I love you. Yeah. (laughs) I mean decades here and he's like i don't know if i love you i I can't say i love you i don't know i don't know that that's a really really terrible thing to do to someone that you know you love so much and you spent the majority of your life with you know yeah and you can't even you can't even give her that much no it's the bare minimum the bare fucking minimum yeah so you got me there eddie you got me I did. I, did. I Some, was right. Sometimes um, you got to own, you know, my mistakes. You got to own I it. gave him too much wiggle room, too much slack. No. I could see, you know, I, you know, I spot a snake when I see it. I sniff him out. <laughs> you got him. I, I have that intuition. It's that it's Scorpio season. Uh, my time, me and Bethany's time. We're, we're living our best lives. And Ramona's time. Don't forget. Yeah. I don't include her. Uh, <laughs> there's only one Scorpio from New York that I, I. Any Scorpios on Potomac? No. You would know. Atlanta. You love the astrology. Phaedra's Phaedra's from Atlanta is a Scorpio. Really? That makes sense, don't it? It does. Oh, I miss Phaedra. Wow, she was crazy. Uh, (laughs) She was wild. I love that. I love that bitch. Uh, Okay. (laughs) I miss her. What can I say? Uh, Well, let me get back. Okay. Well, Ray and Karen's relationship is like under construction, but there's another relationship under construction too, and that is... Giselle? No, it's not Giselle. It's Robin and Juan, but... Although Giselle's is also Giselle's under construction, <laughs> in a way. Oh, with, which I want to talk about. Because yes. that has Nixian vibes written all over it, but Ooh. I will get to that. Okay. Okay. So, 
Okay, don't even, don't even. I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna get to it. So with but with Robin and with Robin and Juan, he's gonna go buy her a ring. Mm -hmm. And the ring he picks out, she's like, "Mm, yeah, that's fifty-nine thousand dollars. And Robin's or Juan's like, uh, I was looking around eight (laughs) thousand. But I was like, that's so much more reasonably priced. Like, why are you looking at fifty-nine thousand dollars? rings when when your your fiance hasn't paid her taxes i think she owes that much in taxes that could cover like 75 percent of her current debt true if he if she could just sell off that ring Mm -hmm. she could be good buy the ring and then she could resell it (laughs) and then you could get the eight thousand dollar one yeah that's truly a bond that's really telling her that you're in it to win it you're in it for the long run (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a fine scene. I mean, really the only thing to take away from that scene is that Giselle Bryant still cannot dress, um, in her feathered, weird sweater situation that I was like, girl, please. Any Um, thoughts on, uh, Juan asking Robin's parents if he can, uh, propose again? Um, I thought it was like, you know, truly the most beautiful moment that could happen in a bowling alley. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the setting was confusing and also including the kids was confusing because yeah. the, you're putting yourself at risk of, of the secret coming out. The kids yeah, immediately I, were like, I'm going to tell mom. <laughs> yeah. I like the one kid was like, I'm going to tell mom. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> what? I, yeah. I was like, why would you bring the kids into this at this point? Anyways, I don't know. Um, but I did notice that too. I mean, but it was Robin cute. must know. I, That's my theory. I think she knows. She knows and yeah. he, I liked that he asked them and I liked that they were very, they're very open to it. They like, they like Juan and they want Juan and Robin to be together. And, you know, I'm happy for them. I mean, they've been together on and off now for a very long time. Like they, like they, they are soulmates. So it's simple as that. I'm guessing wedding season six. Yeah, that will be. Yeah. That's going to be it. I'm guessing. I agree. Um, Let's talk Giselle. Giselle and Jamal. Mm -hmm. Okay. This scene in the car. I don't know if you've been watching The Val. And listeners, I don't know if you've been watching The Val either. Um, It's about the Nixium sex cult. Uh, The founder was just sentenced to 120 years in prison. Deserved. Um, This is like, it's a sketch story. If you guys have HBO Max, have HBO, please tune in to The Val and watch The Val. Like, even a couple episodes. Like, if you are interested in, like, crime or cults or anything like that it's so interesting but also like very disturbing so be prepared but if any of y'all watched smallville yes the girl from smallville was one of the organizers of the cult right one of yes. the lead allison mack the blonde one was one yeah. of the organizers of nixium and yeah. actually christina crack or whatever who played um tom welling superman's love interest she was actually part of it for a while too, but she didn't get as high up as Allison Mack. No, but it had way. a lot of like actresses and like celebrities like in it and around it. But it's Allison Mack was like a high ranking no, person Mack in the cult, was right? Like a right hand man. Yeah, she was like the connoisseur blanc. Is that what it is? <laughs> Consigliere. Connoisseur blanc. Oh, what did I think? You said connoisseur blanc. I don't yeah. know what you said. Consigliere. That's it. Yeah, so she was that. But what I'm trying to say is that this <laughs> this car conversation between Jamal and Giselle felt very Nixie-y, felt very Keith Rainier, which is the which is the guy who was sent to 120 years in prison. Um, because she was like, you know, she like came in, she was like, you know, we're living far apart and like all this stuff. And then 
the way he like tried to like manipulate the conversation mm-hmm. back to her and put it on her and make her think like she was at fault and she was doing the right thing and he was doing it the right way and all this stuff. I was like, she, first of all, she was not buying it. I don't think, I think she was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Kind of feeding into it, but not really just appeasing him. But I don't know. I think she bought it. Holy. You think? Yeah. I mean, I, maybe I'm putting a little bit too much trust in Giselle Bryant, but like faith, if he you manipulated the crap out of her oh yeah he just twisted it all on her yeah and she was like oh okay and literally i was like she's stuck in this cult she's literally a sex this nixium sex cult but with jamal just jamal even if it's not a cult at the very least all these other women i'm i'm just saying at the very least we could say he is deeply deeply manipulative Mm -hmm. because she's saying that this long distance thing isn't working etc etc and he very quickly creates this narrative. That's utter bullshit, obviously. She buys it, I think. He's like, well, you've always communicated to me that you wanted to be independent. So I always had to respect your independence. You've never communicated this to me. If you had, then you know we'd have a different story or whatever. So now that you've communicated this to me, and thank you for communicating it for the first time, blah, blah, blah. I was like, you're fucking kidding me, dude. Because I'm sorry, but what we know is that you guys had a long-distance relationship for a variety of reasons that go well beyond just Giselle looking for her independence. Independent, yeah. It was a much more complicated situation, and he tries to make it about just, well, this was all on you. You wanted this very, very specific thing. And I basically am going to leave it untouched until you bring it up again. What? Like, so you're telling me that all this time you were just waiting for the day that she realized her independence. I think he even used that language. Like, now you you don't need your independence anymore. And you, and it, Giselle even was feeding into that, like, saying, oh, yeah, now I don't need my independence. I've, like, grown into myself and I know who I am and I, I don't need that anymore. And I need to be with you as a couple. It was bizarre. And I agree with you at the least that it had a cultish vibe. But I think really what it is, is that he is a very good manipulator. Oh, weird. we know that he's a manipulator. But I'm, I'm calling it now. Jamal Bryan has an Ixian sex cult with all those baby mamas. Um, allegedly. I didn't say it. You allegedly. Didn't. Allegedly. 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 <laughs> um, you heard it here first. I'm kidding. It's a joke, everyone. Don't, Irresponsible don't speculation. It was a joke. Uh, all right, let's talk about wine with Wendy. Um, when I, when she first said the name, I was like, why is she calling an event wine with Wendy? Like, I get, you want to get your problems out, but why whining? And then I was like, oh no, she's having wine. No way you thought that. I did. I'm calling you out. You really actually thought she was saying. Yes. And then I saw the word wine and I was like, oh, I thought it was like a cheeky thing where she's like, she's like, come on, wine with me. Let me know your problems. Yeah. Let out your frustrations a little bit. Let's wine. And then I was like, and then I was like, oh, wine. That could actually be wine with wine with Wendy. Yes. Wine. Great. With wine with Wendy. No, but um, I realized that was not the event at all. The event Mm -hmm. was actually not just a situation to like release what problems or speak about problems that you have. It was really like uh, a mobilizing event and a really inspiring, incredible event that she put on where she had all these um, leaders 
um, in the black community that were women that were coming together to speak about social and political issues that they have and how to actively use their power as a collective whole to make change in their community environment. And I thought that was so inspiring. And like, Wendy is so cool. What is Wendy doing uh, now? Is she still a professor or is she full time doing like TV contributor stuff? I don't know. I mean, I can look into it, but like, I, I have no idea. I mean, because one subplot we haven't discussed on the recaps is Wendy thinking of leaving, you know, being a professor. Yes. Yes. And it's because she wants to do more stuff on TV, right? Yes. She wants to be more of like a political commentator and do right. all of that kind of stuff. I wonder how that's going. It's probably going great because she does stuff like this that is incredible. Um, I mean, I, I – I mean, even Robin uh, with her terrible wig. I sorry, Robin. Like these wigs have got. I understand you're on the lamb, but get a better wig. We've seen uh, Angelina Jolie in Salt. We know that there's a good wig for a spy if you need a disguise. Um, and Candace, gosh, Candace said something about like the the wig melting or something. I was about to be like, oh my goodness. That's the um, you owe money to the IRS wig. I mean, I still love Robin, and I think she looks great, but I just had to be like, I had to, I had to be with the ladies. I was like, she just does not look like Robin in that wig. Um, but no, I mean, this event was like, absolutely amazing, and I, I just think that, I mean, when Robin was saying, you know, there's so many, you know, grants and opportunities that we can get through the government, but, like, we don't know about them. We need to help each other out and let everyone know, like, what they can do, how they can use everything that is available for them to the best of their ability. Uh, I just was, I was just thought this event was great. I was super inspired by Wendy and I think these should be happening all over. You know what I mean? Like this, this, these kind of events need to be happening constantly because I think people like want to see change, but it's like, how do we do it? And then you find a group, like Wendy got a group of women together that she's like, Hey, we can all work together and make this change happen. And that's all you need. You know what made the event even better? The wine? (laughs) No, beyond the wine. It was... A couple of good old-fashioned housewives confrontations. Mm-hmm. And we had two. So the first one between Karen and Candace, it's interesting because I feel like Candace right now is pursuing universal support, even though she has majority support right now. And I feel like in pursuit of that major uh, universal support, she's almost losing support. And I'm like, Candace, what are you doing? Like everyone is on your side, and I feel like you're antagonizing people now. So they're no longer going to be on your side. Karen is a tricky case of she is playing it in the middle. But as Karen said, Candace, when everyone was against you, I was on your side. So understand why i'm here for monique who is also my friend yes i don't know what's going to happen but right now i'm predicting that candace is going to end up losing a lot of support from the ladies and i and i think she's going to continue to do so kind of at a quicker pace i just want to mention that i was watching watch what happens live with ashley on it and ashley was asked why she's still supporting monique and she straight up says I know Monique and I know Candace. The way Monique acted that night is not Monique. It was out of character. The way that Candace acted that night is Candace. She is always running her mouth. She was always calling people out and she got checked. Yeah. And 
we're seeing it continuously, right? Nobody mm-hmm. agrees with the charges being filed. No. And now she's getting on Karen because, you know, Karen isn't 100% taking her side and banishing off Monique. And it's like, do you know Karen? <laughs> yeah. Like Karen is doing Karen. I agree that Karen is taking the rough road here. Um, but she even acknowledged that last episode, right? I just don't get why Candace is pressing so hard on it. And then you get mm-hmm. Wendy. <laughs> yeah. Do you oh, want to break gosh, that down? Wendy. Well, Wendy tries to come in and be like, you didn't hold Monique accountable. Like that if you're actually, you know, like on her, like you if you're, you know, in the middle and playing both sides, you need to be accountable for Monique. And she's like, Karen's like, you're ignorant because I did hold her accountable. And the clip rolls. We see her literally being like, Monique, you have to understand what you did was not okay. She says it to her face in front of the other ladies. Yeah. She held her accountable with witness. With Wendy as witness. So, I mean, I had to laugh. I mean, but Karen is like, of course, is like ignorant because she's got to say something to Wendy because she knows those two don't get along. So we're seeing the battle lines, I think, being drawn, huh? A hundred percent. I think we're going to have two clear sides by the end of this season. I think it's quite clear. Ashley, Monique are on one team. Wendy and Candace are on another. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the battle is going to be won by who can win sort of who's neutral-ish. Candace, I think, had it in the bag because Robin and Giselle were very staunchly pro-Candace. But the charges being filed were what I think brought them a little bit more towards the middle. Karen, obviously, we're talking about it, has been in the middle. I'll be fascinated to see you know, where Robin and Giselle land after the counter charges. You know, when Monique files the charges against Candace. Um, Because this is just going to be a roller coaster ride. Yeah. And I feel like it's all so unpredictable. And we have so much going on in the background, you know. Who knows what's going to happen with Michael? We know stuff is going to happen with Michael again. Oh, gosh. This season is so dense. I mean, we didn't even talk about Monique's Not For Lazy Moms podcast, which, like, wasn't even anything, because it was, like, all that really happened there was, like, her and Ashley's talk, and no one else showed up, but, like... But it does hint that Monique's going to hit back. Which we see in the scenes for next next episode, where we see Candace is going to have charges filed against her herself. Mm -hmm. Um, But other than that, yeah, this show's dense, and I think we... uh, might have mentioned it all. Did we mention it all? Yeah, we mentioned it all. That is what we did. If you guys want to make sure you don't miss another Potomac recap, make sure you guys are subscribed wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. If you guys are on social media, give us a follow by searching at Hot and Bravo on Instagram and Twitter. If you guys also want to check out, we've got this amazing thing called Patreon. It's on patreon.com slash Hot and Bravo. There for just $3 a month. You support us, and you get tons of exclusive content, including a breakdown of the new Atlanta trailer of the season coming out this December, guys. It's coming. So if you want to hear everything that we've got to say about that, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash hot and bravo. Truly one of the wildest trailers we've seen in a long, in a long, second. long time. So watch it if you haven't. And we will see you guys next time. Bye.